Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week, the secrets of black people and guns. Barbara Baird meets Gabby Franco and shares that size doesn't matter. Hunters in the city. House of the Rising Sun. What shape are you? New look, new sound. The Urban Shooter Association. And Ken wants you. All this and more. Coming up next on episode number 267 of your favorite righteous podcast. Crossbreed Holsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is the program variety show that features inspiration, observations, and conversations about life, the shooting sports, and more. And here he is, now helping you survive another week. Your friend and brother from a different mother, the black man with a gun, the pastor of Patriots, Paladins, and Pistoleros, Ken Blanchard. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another fun-filled, factual, and low-fat episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Blanchard, and I'm glad you're back listening to your friend and your brother from another mother. I was out for a minute. Yeah, I was. I had a chance to uh, attend a class for work, and they took me out of the pocket. And it was so far removed that I thought I was going to be in the dark. I mean, like, black, totally can't talk to anybody. And But signals got through. And when I had time, I still Twittered and checked my emails and stuff. Couldn't podcast, though, so that was a, a deficit. And I'm supposed to rest when that was happening. But, you know, it was like, how do you rest when you've been going at this thing for three years straight without a break? Not very easily. But I did relax and caught a cold and the allergies got me and the bugs bit me. But uh, it's all right. Your brother is back want to give a quick shout out to all those who sent me emails and tweets that they missed me, that they can't wait till the show comes back on. That was really cool. That was encouraging. That is uh, what motivates a brother to get back into the studio. Sure does. Thanks for all those who saw the articles from Ann Coulter and the blog from Truth About Guns and said, hey, Ken, this is right up your alley. You might want to say something. And I did. Big shout out to Dana and Kate from Kate Kruger talking with guns at Arizona Radio. Really good person, really good people out there, and I love being on her show. Shout out to Brian and Chuck. Happy birthday to my friend and brother Rob, to Mark and to Mark Marshall, to Lloyd and to, again, Dana B. KK. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to. Uh, my former boss and still my good friend, Richard, Sam in Florida to Kiva in Florida. You know, Florida starting to grow. John in NC who listens from the mountaintop. How about you, Charlie? And uh, how about the gun guy from New Jersey on the Twitter page? Yeah. And David W. I see you, man. Andrew, Aaron, Nick, and my man, Frank. Man, Frank hooked a brother up. But I'll tell you about that a little later. Shout out to Roger of Paracord USA and to Ralph and to you. I didn't miss you either. Thank you for listening. Please let me know what's going on. I haven't heard about the NRA annual meeting. Nobody said a thing about it. 
well, I heard from the news, you know, everybody's going on about Ted Nugent and the latest whatever, but nobody's really said that they enjoyed it or had a good time or nothing. It's like, we got to get there, we got to get there. And then after it happened, <sighs> lull in the action. Did it suck? But you can't say that, can you? No. It might take back your membership card. You can tell your brother, though, I won't tell a soul. I made a couple of comments that made folks scratch their heads. Some people said, yeah, and I stepped out on it. You know, just truth, man. Truth hurts. Sometimes folks don't want to hear it. But you will hear it sometimes from your brother. I'll slip it in as a joke. And you just have to nod and say amen to it. We're going to get on with show number 267. If you're listening to me on StitcherRadio.com, let me know. I only look like for my stats, I only have about 150 smartphone smartphone users on Stitcher. It's hard to see the stats on that bad boy. But if you listen by Stitcher, let me know. If you are on iTunes, please, 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 like James Brown used to say, leave me a review on iTunes, keeping it fresh, funky, and current. Check out the new and updated website, KenNBlanchard.com. The Black Nail the Gun blog is going strong thanks to my behind-the-scenes guy who knows what he's talking about. He's really got me back up in the stats, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. We're going to get on with this show as soon as John Wayne gives us and leads us in our Pledge of Allegiance. Amen? Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, show number 267. We are closely getting down to the wire where we hit 300. And I don't know what I'm going to do when I get to 300. If you got some suggestions for me, please let me know. My email address that you can contact me for an idea, for a critique, for criticism, for um, some news that you think I might have missed is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. It's just like that. And I'll get it 24 hours a day. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night to check my email. That's how I ain't over attentive I am about this thing. I love this blog. I love this podcast. Nothing gets me juiced up more than this. Um, I can sit in a job all day listening to meetings and folks wax political about nothing and then think about, man, when I get a chance, I'm going to talk to my fellows. I'm going to talk to my group and we're going to like just crack up a little bit. You know, that's what this is for me. This is a chance for me to talk to you. And uh, I just love it to death. Again, how you doing? I want to know. Hit me back on uh, Urban Shooter Podcast on Facebook. Hit that fan page. Tell me what's cracking. I wonder what's going on in your global spot, you know? Big shout out to Jens. Haven't heard out from you in Germany in a while, man. Um, to my man, Miles. You're always going through something. I hope in right now it's going. It's a little bit better for you. My phone number, if you want to call me, is toll-free in the U.S., 888 888- Six seven five zero two zero two. Yep, that's what that is. Post Office Box Two, Upper Marlboro, Maryland two zero seven seven three. If you want to mail something to me, you can find all of that on KenNBlanchard.com. Yep, for show. Also, I got a new thing on there, a new widget. It kind of moves down the page with you. I haven't 
nobody's used it yet, but it's a voicemail. Say you have a microphone on your computer. Maybe you can do it on a smartphone. You hit that button and you can record a voicemail and it comes to me and I can retrieve it in theory anyway. But I'm just trying to make sure I get all the ways I can to connect with you. Yes. Can you tell I'm hyped up? Yeah. Only had a cup of coffee like five, six hours ago, and it's still working. It's not the coffee. It's you. I'm glad to be reconnected with you. All right. I am going to take a deep breath. <sighs> Go mellow out, and I'm going to confess something to you, and hopefully you still listen to me after I tell you this. Okay, last week I was out of town, right? Had to take some training for my day job to learn about some stuff, some technology, because that's what I do. I'm a tech writer, so I had to be educated on the stuff that I'm writing about. And uh, it was super boring, and I was stressed out a little bit. And I thought, you know, when I get out of here, maybe I'll just go get a haircut and, you know, do a whole bunch of little stuff on my way home. And I went to a place in a strip mall that I found that um, had all these real scantily clothed women in there. And um, they were just kind of waiting on, on people to come in and they were just lounging and they were looking kind of hot. They were all like Thai or Chinese. I'm not sure what, they, but they were Asian. They were, but they were gorgeous. And, uh, oh, hold up, hold up. All right, it's not what you think. It was a place for manicures. Phew. Anyway, it was a broken nail on the range. Well, I had jacked up my finger something awful, and it was starting to like just be a pain. I mean, every time I used my hand, it was starting to hurt. So instead of getting nail clippers out and trying to do like some surgery, I figured I'd go into one of these um, nail places early in the morning. Right, you know, I was still driving on my way back home. From training, and I thought, yeah, I'm just stopping here. Nobody knows me, and um, I'll get a manicure. And uh, I don't know if you ever had a manicure before, but man, let me tell you, I had an experience in that joint. Yeah, no joke. It was called the uh, House of the Rising Sun Nail Salon. I felt so out of my element. You ever been there? Felt worse is that. It's like I was going into a Victoria's Secret store to buy uh, some underwear for your wife. Well, not your wife, but my wife. You know how many different types of underwear there are? Yeah, it was like that. It's kind of like you go in there for one thing and there's so much stuff in there, you get kind of messed up. Well, that's how this place was. I went in there without a clue. And the lady said, um, can I help you? And she was drop dead gorgeous, all five foot of her. And, um, she said, hey, manicure, no problem. Have a seat in the first chair because all the girls are just kind of like sitting there. There's nobody in there but them. And they're all giggling and saying stuff. And I thought, darn. This reminds me of the time I was back in the, well, never mind. Anyway, so I sat there and lady got up and got this bowl of water and I stuck my hand in there and she, I was kind of soaking it and she went and pulled out this plastic bag with all these utensils and stuff on it. And like she was going to do surgery. And I was like, yeah, cool. This is going to be all right. Get these things 
I had like hangnails too. I mean, just I'm telling you, if your if your nails get messed up, it can it can affect you when you're shooting, and definitely um, just be like a mental thing. So you want to get your nails clipped down when you do anything tactical or tactile with your hands. So clip them bad boys on your own, and don't let them get as raggedy and nasty as mine was. Well, she started going to work, and she was cutting around with this little clipper thing and edging it up like a like a landscaping. I mean, she was doing it up. And then she asked me, did I want polish? And I said, oh, hell no. Um, but do whatever you got to do just to make it look neat. She was, okay, I'm going to cut it down. And she had on this lacy see-through thing. Um, and the table was not even a, a regular table. The thing was like a credenza. It was like really small. I felt like I was, like she was almost sitting on my lap. Or she was cutting my fingernails. And then she got through all of them, you know, and I'm like looking at her like, this is just, I'm just too close. So I'm trying to look like behind her and above her head. And luckily there was a video. Mission Impossible was playing. It was kind of nice. I get my mind off of the, out of where I was going. And um, she grabbed my hand and threw this orangey stuff on there. And it was like goop with some sand in it. She goes, go to the wash bin and wash your hands. So I thought, oh. This is just like a defoliant or whatever they call that thing. So I scrubbed my hands pretty good and came back. Thought I was done. Mm-mm. She took my wedding ring off and she put that on the table and she pulled my sleeves back and started like massaging each of my fingers. I mean, massaging them. Then grabbed my palm of my hand and was like cracking my bones and she went down to my my wrist, and I'm going to tell you something. I was getting kind of hot from my hand massage. And then she was like rubbing it, and I, my eyes just happened to fall on her. I mean, she's still cute and all. And then she did some funky thing with my fingers actually popped or something. And brothers, I'm telling you, you got to get you a manicure. Well, when I got out of there and she put this lotion on it and rubbed it some more and I wanted to smoke a cigarette. I ain't lying. So uh, please forgive me for uh, falling off the wagon there. been the ruin of many a poor boy. My God, I know I'm one. My mother was a tailor. She sewed my new blue jeans My father is a gambling man Down in New Orleans 
All right, I'm going to run upstairs and grab me a cool beverage, and I'll be right back. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at crossbreedholsters.com. Hey, I just met this guy at my class that hunts, and he just moved in from Kentucky. And, uh, hey, man, shout out to you. And he said, you know, hunters in the city kind of get screwed. They kind of miss all the stuff like the spring turkey season, and they probably didn't do well last season in the warm weather we had around here. But if you're a hunter and you move into an urban environment, you know, for more money or for the girl, who supports you? You kind of have to leave your firearm where you were and get no love. I got this from my friend Laura Burgess from her newsletter. It says, after the Japanese decimated our fleet in Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, they could have sent their troop ships and carriers directly to California to finish what they started. The prediction from our chief of staff was we could not be able or would not be able to stop a massive invasion until they reached the Mississippi River. Remember, we had a two million man army and warships in other locations. So why didn't they invade? After the war, the remaining Japanese generals and admirals were asked that question. Their answer? They knew that almost every home had guns and the Americans knew how to use them. The world's largest army, America's hunters and gun owners. I had never thought about this before. A blogger added up the deer license sales in just a handful of states and arrived at a striking conclusion. There were over 600,000 hunters this season alone in the state of Wisconsin. Allow me to restate that number. Over the last several months, Wisconsin's hunters became the eighth largest army in the world. More men and women under arms than in Iran. More than in France and Germany combined. These people deployed to the woods of a single American state to hunt with firearms and no one was killed. That number pales in comparison to the 750,000 who hunted the woods of Pennsylvania and Michigan's 700,000 hunters, all of whom now have returned home. Tossing a quarter million hunters in West Virginia, and it literally establishes the fact that the hunters of those four states alone would comprise the largest army in the world. What's the point? America will forever be safe from foreign invasion with that kind of homegrown firepower. Hunting is not just a way to fill the freezer. It's a matter of national security. So what about the hunters that now live in the city? Does anybody care about these men and women? I'm referring to the ones that had to leave their rifles with relatives because of the gun laws in places like Washington, D.C. If you're a hunter and missed turkey season because you moved into the city, let me know. If you're a hunter and pine for the times, share your story with me. I want to hear it and see if I can help connect you with those who are doing it right here in the urban centers of our world. Deal?
Thanks. Women'sOutdoorNews.com's Barbara Baird. Okay, I'm here at the NRA show, Urban Shooter, with Gabby Franco, who you know just got off the show. Top shot! Tell us, what does it mean to you to have been on the show? Well, it means the world for me. Actually, I think the top shot and the Oli- being in the Olympic Games has been the greatest thing so far in my life. Has been those things that you say, wow, am I going to do ever something like this? And I did. So yes. I'm very, very excited about it. Well, good. And you looked great the whole time you were doing it. <laughs> well, I enjoy it. I enjoy shooting. And I enjoy the fact that some people think, oh, this little girl, could she shoot? That's right. And yeah, I mean, size doesn't really matter when you can apply what you know and your knowledge right. and in firearms I think in shooting I think that's why I think it's great because if you know how to shoot you know and if you have training and all that you can deliver obviously training is key in, in Top Shot we didn't have much training right. which was all knowledge that's right all that you right. knew you have to apply it right away yes think fast right? yes think fast and as I said everything that you know you have to apply in that moment so congratulations you're a great role model for us women oh, out here thank, thank you. you thank you so much okay thanks <laughs> thank you Barbara thank you Gabby Franks and I got a picture on the website with Julie G and Gabby together courtesy of Barbara of womensoutdoornews.com check that out it's more than just women and outdoors it's some knowledge. Next up, we're going to get into the secrets of black people and guns. And now, our featured presentation. All right. In the last couple of weeks, especially while I was out, I got a lot of emails. Everybody was saying, hey, check out what Ann Coulter wrote about the Negroes and guns. And have you seen No Guns for Negroes with the um, JPFOs thing? Another guy said, hey, man, do you know about this guy named Robert F. Williams? Yes, yes, and yes. Several big names and even a couple of bloggers have recently highlighted and asked the question about African-Americans, black people, Negroes, colored people, and guns. Now, the books Negroes with Guns by Robert F. Williams came out around 1967-68. Black Man with a Gun back in 2000. The Zen of Gun Ownership, 2012 by me, and the films Michael and Me by Larry Elder, the No Guns for Negroes by the JPFO, and my site, Black Man with a Gun, have all touched upon it for the last decade or so. Contrary to what is said publicly, there are black people that lawfully own guns, shoot recreationally, competitively, hunt, and even belong to the National Rifle Association. Yeah, I know. It's true. Collectively, African-Americans in the shooting world participate without much support, though. They don't get any love from their communities, especially, unfortunately, black clergy or even the national gun member organizations that they belong to. They don't get treated any special or any different, which they shouldn't, but there isn't any other concession either to foster and to grow or to get folks like them into the group. Right or wrong, That's how it is. And when you're under the gun like that, it's kind of tough. You know, you've seen them, the onesies and twosies in your club. And you, even though you earnestly desire to have the world see that the shooting sports is diverse, you don't. Now, there's a few spots where y'all got it going on. 
But most of the time, it looks like a whites-only club. Local gun clubs seeking members of color will continue to have a rough time recruiting because of the lack of diversity at the national level. The national organization sets the tone. I will tell you, though, straight from the horse's mouth, what I truly believe, the national organization is not racist. It is, however, a surviving 141-year-old patriarch in business. This grandfather has survived being focused and not diverse. It maintains that by catering to a select demographic that supports it financially. And if you look at it in dollars and cents, you can't fault them. And in return, the grandfather, I'll just say, rewards the faithful with the music that he likes, country and western, with NASCAR, with all the things that that demographic likes for entertainment and doesn't cater to anybody else. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. The grandfather is careful not to secede any of his power to anybody. And it's comprised of other grandfathers or those groomed to be. Can't get in that club unless you're in that mix. The grandfather is protected by the faithful and they will ostracize, crucify, and destroy anybody that speaks out against it. The wise simply keep their mouths closed, their memberships open, and delete the spam and the junk mail from their mailbox and move in and out of the function as needed. Bill Cosby says, a word to the wise ain't necessary. It's the stupid one that needs advice. Now, the only thing I heard positively or at all that was different from anything else was a rant of one of the board of directors members. I won't even say his name. But let me tell you this. Have you ever overheard your wife, your sister, or your mother during one of their girls' nights out? Most of you will be surprised at the language. And that's what you get in the absence of mixed company. You know, there's no political correctness in a, a setting where everybody is the same. And PC is crap, by the way, in my book. Show me how you are. Tell me how you are. Be who you are. And let me like you or hate you for who you are. Don't look like you're nice, but secretly want to kill me. That pisses me off. Be who you are. And then I can decide for myself without, you know, having to find out through discovery. But that's just, I got off topic there. See, that's my explanation for that un-PC rant by our uncle. I'm not excusing the disrespect to the POTUS. No, not at all. But that's why you get what you get. When you're used to talking to folks just like you, then PC goes out the window. For the unwise, anyway. The unsavvy, the ones who just love to just spout off stuff. And again, if you know that's how the person is, then you either love them for they are or you don't. Truthfully, I don't think the grandfather organization could survive if it changed. It took me a while to come up with that. It is the logo-wearing, bumper-sticker proud that keep the lights on and the salaries paid. And the big salaries paid, for sure. There are some people, some great people, that work for the organization. I've met them. I talk to them all the time. I look forward to seeing them 
more than a lot of people. I got the utmost respect for the media crew in particular that reports tenaciously about almost everything except for what's going on on the inside. And if they did, they'd be fired. So let's get back to the black people. Where are they? That's a good question. There are more gun owners today than there were five years ago. I don't have one statistic, but I can guarantee it. That's the truth. I've seen it in just the gatherings. Yeah. I found out that we fit into five subsets, even though you can't really put us in a group because we're not all the same. But anybody that you find that shoots of color is probably, most likely, college-educated, active or former military veteran, active or former law enforcement officer or security, a traditionalist like you learned from their father and mother about hunting, or straight-out black nationalist. And you'll find them online. One of the best clubs that teaches and supports and fosters the growth of a people that shoot and is inclusive of everybody is the Maryland 10th Cavalry Gun Club. Now, I founded this group in 1991, but I screwed it up. I couldn't, I couldn't sustain it. I wasn't ready for what happened. It grew too fast for me. Um, we, had a, we, had a, we had an odd crew, and I wasn't ready. Youth, sometimes you get stuff thrown in your lap, and you're not really ready for it. Well, the group that has it now, they're making it work. It's doing gangbusters up in Baltimore. I have a link to it on um, the, the show notes for this one. MarylandTCGC.org is their website. Also, you'll find the Black Gun Owners Forum, another source for African Americans involved in the shooting sports. And then there's my big brother, Rick Ector, up in Detroit. Dude is an NRA training counselor and solid brother, has made up a group called LAID, Legally Armed in Detroit. Dude is doing good. Represented everybody at the NRA meeting just recently. And uh, he's training folks and keeping them informed and doing OC protests and everything. Dude is on like popcorn. Now, there's even a group in Chicago. I don't have the website in front of me right now, but it is. And these are just my observations and opinions, of course, after two decades in the gun community. There are hundreds of non-white people that belong to the NRA and other groups, but it's not as diverse as it could be. And by design. So, what am I saying? I'm saying... It is what it is. I myself am a life member of, of the National Rifle Association. I still support them. There are many that would like to change the way the NRA is, perceive, like I'd like to change that so that I could not have such a hard time my own self personally. But nobody has found a way to sustain an organization like it any other way than the way it is. So that's my take on it. It's still the 800-pound gorilla in the room this subject that nobody really wants to talk about. Well, you just heard it from your friend and your brother. Don't stone me. Don't crucify me. Because, man, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Guns, new and used. ARs, scars, AKs, handguns, shotguns, and cool airsoft stuff. NovaArmament.com I got a great new gun shop for you to visit in Northern Virginia. It's called Nova Armament. 
located in Herndon on 795 Center Street, Suite 4A, NovaArmament.com. The place is nice. The guys are great. NovaArmament.com. Check them out this Saturday and say hi to Malcolm, Cameron, TJ, Chris, or Way for me. NovaArmament.com. Hey, what shape are you? You know, the longer I, I stay on this planet, I'm starting to realize some of the stuff that I learned as a kid wasn't a total waste. Like algebra. Algebra kicked my butt. But I realized later that algebra are people. Some people are whole numbers. Some people are negative. Some people have an X and a Y next to their number. That they have variables there. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they got some baggage. Sometimes if you mix them with the wrong thing, they get out of whack. That's algebra. Well, geometry just popped up the other day. I was learning about parabolas, you know, and their shapes and their functions. And I remember that I sucked in geometry like really, really bad. But for you math people, you probably remember. And I swore off math as long as I could. But stuff I should have learned is starting to come back to me in a different way. I learned that parabolas, that they're that funny shape. It looks like a potato chip or a bowl. And usually you get them on a graph. Well, it seems like parabolas are good for antenna because they reflect waves or sound or light. And your satellite dish, for example, is a parabola. So the big revelation for me is that this bowl directs energy that is sent into it from all different directions and then sends it back out uniformly and steady. Ain't that cool? So what does that do with anything? There are parabolas among us. I think I'm one. A lot of us are trying to get into some shape. We do diets or not. We work out or not. Well, aside from that foolishness, my work, you know, my workout, trying to get a little buff, consists of trying really hard to take all the energy that is sent into my direction and send it back out so that it benefits everybody that wants it. Maybe that's why my shape is changing. I hope I can keep up the positives if I get leaner. So if I were into math, parabolas, could also tell us how bad our websites and podcast stats are doing, but I hope not parabolas. Who would have thought math meant more than just a grade? In case you got to talk to your young folks about math, tell them math might just be life. It all adds up after a while. All right, let's see. I've talked about the secrets of black people and guns. Barbara's come in with uh, Gabby Franco. We talked about hunters in the city. Um, Hunt's House of Rising Sun. And, uh, oh, we're almost down to the end. Check out KenNBlancher.com. Got a new look. And I'm trying to be even more professional with this podcast. I'm going to send a, uh, a demo to XM. Probably this tonight or tomorrow by email and see what happens. And I'll be looking around for radio stations to see if I can get uh, get a gig somewhere. I wonder, do you have to be in the same state to have a radio show? I don't know. But it's a burning desire, so I'm going to give it a shot. Things are going good overall um, in my life. Just uh, FYI, I'll let you know that. Black Man with a Gun Media, haven't done much to it. Um, what it is, it's um, it's my business arm of this whole thing. What I do is promote other people's businesses however I can. And that's done through Black Mountain Gun Media. 
Yeah. One thing I did realize, though, is that I talk a lot about firearms and I have been leaning on my past a little bit too long. So in the next couple of months, I'm going to try to find some classes and get kind of updated on some stuff. So I'm starting as a newbie all over again. A newbie with amnesia. Maybe after I get into the mix, like I'm going to try to take um, Masad Ayub's class. I met Masad just the other day. He came to the Cato Institute to, um, to talk about stand your ground. And man, that dude is just righteous. And he's having a MAG 40 class at uh, Range Masters in Memphis, second most violent city in the United States. I think I'm going to try to make it in about two or three weeks. I got to cut the grass, paint the fence, put on a new roof, paint the bedroom, organize my wife's shoes, whatever it takes to get the kitchen pass so I can get out of here. And I'm going to try to make it. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. But anyway, I'm going to try to do that and make it to Memphis. And then at least once a month, I'm going somewhere. And then after I get, you know, get myself back together again, start shooting a little bit more. And, and to do that, I'm forming chapters of the Urban Shooter Association. So I want to be with folks that are like me. Not ugly and African-American, but people that like life and liberty and freedom and have a good sense of humor and, you know, the folks that listen to the show. So if you want to join the Urban Shooter Association, let me know. We're going to make, uh, make a few changes. We're going to make the urbanshooter.org site just for the club members. Right now, it's for donations. It's for all those who have sponsored the show, kept us going all this long. And it's, it's almost a private group. I want to expand our group a little bit bigger. Yep, that's all. Going to have a meetup um, as soon as I get a couple of people who volunteer locally here in the Maryland and Virginia area. I actually formed a meetup. You know, you got to pay for that thing. Oh, well. And I just did that. So look for our Urban Shooter Podcast meetup badge and join. And then we'll, we'll go. We'll go from that point and then we'll make some. We'll meet like once a month at least and we'll shoot. Then we have our meetup where we just socialize and uh, we'll make it grow from there but I need you to do it if it's a crappy idea then let me know that too basically I just want to hang around with people that are like me I am sick and tired of my wife says hey I'm going out with the girls and me and the dog sit on the front porch and watch the grass grow yeah I just realized all my best friends are online so I'm trying to find you mugs I am sick and tired of spending all this time by myself cool cool so I don't care if you're in Oklahoma, Chuck, I'm coming. I don't care if you're in South Carolina, Lloyd, I'm coming. I don't care if you're in New York, way upstate, Aaron, I'm coming. And the other Aaron in East Tennessee, I'm coming. It's going to take me a minute, but I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, yeah. All right. For a minute, I was thinking about something. Don't you ever feel sad? Lean on me. 
When times are bad When the day comes And you're down In a river of trouble And about to drown Hold on I'm coming Hold on I'm coming On my way Your friend and your brother If you need the heat I'll put down cover You don't have to worry Cause I'm here No need to suffer Your big brother's here Hold on I'm coming Hold on I'm coming Hold on I'm coming Hold on I'm coming Reach out to me Like man with a gun For satisfaction Yeah Call my name for a quick reaction Hey, hey, hey I know I know what Now don't you ever Feel sad Lean on me when times are bad, tell me, tell when me. the day comes and you're down in a river of trouble and about to drown, hold on, I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming, hold on. I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming. All right, if you guys like, I can't believe the guy's going to sing every, every song. No, this is about fun. It's about having fun. It's about the people behind the gun. And sometimes you just need some silliness. You got enough of the... This is the AR-15 with the blah, 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 blah. And today, I shot the Smith & Wesson S&P. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the other websites. That's the other podcast. Just the Urban Shooter, man. I don't know. Anything might happen up in this jig. But anyway, let me tell you something. On Facebook.com, Serious Business, my friend, my brother, Daniel Shaw, from the Gunfighter cast, is going to be jogging to raise money for the Gary Sinise Foundation. I got the link, Gary Sinise Foundation, here on KennyandBlanchard.com. Shaw is running, and he's looking for people to pledge what you can to support this run. The run's going to happen on May 3rd. So depending on when you get this, so when you hear this, it might be over. But donate it by going to Gunfighter Cause on Facebook page. So that's facebook.com forward slash gunfighter cause. And that'll put you right in to know what's going on. Help our brother out. He's running for a good cause. Um, I'm going to send a few shekels his way as well. Well, that's it for this week. That's it for the seriousness. And uh, I'm hoping that you're doing all right. I look forward to um, 
hearing your response to this podcast, to seeing your reviews on iTunes. Um, check us out on Stitcher.com. Make sure you leave uh, responses. Also on the website, you can hit the blog because uh, show notes will be there. And uh, it's cool. It's cool either way. You know, when you're in jail and a good friend will be trying to bail you out, your best friend is in the cell next to you saying, damn, that was fun. Until that next time, this is your friend and your brother from another mother, Ken Blanchard. Wishing you peace. Shalom, baby. This concludes another weekly edition of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave Ken a review on iTunes about the show. Join the forum on blackmanwithagun.info or comment on the show notes on kenblanchard.com.